I found this other picture, so I'm just gonna. Oh my god. Okay, just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this one. My face is like blurred out. Okay, that looked kind of creepy. It looked like I had no eyes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gymnast on Zoom Drinking Coffee. Today, I am joined by 2018 world bounce beam silver medalist, future UCLA Bruin, and Canadian Olympic hopeful, Anna Patereru. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was like really good. <laughs> okay, good. Because your full name is, is it Anne Marie Patereru? And then, yeah. so you go by Anna. And then it's, I like how it's pronounced because I mean, it's, I don't feel like it can really be pronounced any other way I don't know Pat that's true I've had oh my gosh when I went to 2019 World Cup in Uh Stuttgart um there was like a British presenter and my friend showed me when I came home and he pronounced it for every single event he pronounced it a different way and then on floor my last event after he pronounced my last name he's like difficult to say (laughs) I'm like oh no (laughs) <laughs> it's not difficult to say I feel like I mean I've screwed up a lot of names in my day but like I don't think it's that difficult especially to come up with a different way to say it for each event that's yeah. that's I feel like that's a feat like that's pretty talented I know, I know. it's like Padre like, oh. he's like trying to make the U silent or something I guess so I don't really know um, okay I'll put in a background. Um, okay. It's a pretty cute one. Um, okay, I've never done this before. So, uh, okay, how do I? Do I'm always this? shocked at how many people haven't done the Zoom background thing. But y'all are gymnasts, so this isn't your day to day type thing. <laughs> That's true. I usually just barely pay attention during Zooms. So, okay. You know what? I found this other picture, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> my face is like blurred out. Okay, that looked kind of creepy. It looked like I had no eyes. It does look like you have no eyes. <laughs> oh, no. Why doesn't this work? Oh my god. Okay, okay. Um, Do you have really... one of like a place? I think that's, that's what I'm trying to find, but I don't know if I do. oh my god okay this is kind of (laughs) weird let's see what thing oh your eyes are like getting i know they're like completely less and less (laughs) (laughs) okay um um, this looks like a horror movie it really does Okay, I'm so sorry if anyone's <laughs> watching this right now. Let me see if I can find anything from Germany? Question mark? I don't know. Okay, let's see if this will work. <laughs> Why? I okay. don't get it. That's okay. Okay, you know what? Maybe... You- no okay okay let's go no let's just go no I swear it's like such a fun concept and idea but then in practice like we talked to um USA's Yule Moldauer the other week and he had the same problem he literally looked 
he was bad. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't work for some reason. I don't know if it's like, so like behind me, I have like a straight up white background. So I don't know if that's what it is or if it's the uh, photo. Maybe. Maybe. Whatever. I pulled this off the internet though. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it just. You. Is that from, oh, that's from Doha. I should have known that. Doha. I pulled it because obviously this is where you won your world medal. So yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of good memories. Are you drinking anything with me today? I do have my tea. Ah, that's good. I know. <laughs> What's in your tea? What do you, how do you make it? It's, um, so we have like a bunch of dried kind of fruit and leaves and whatever. Um, so that's just like a mix of, I don't really know what. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fruity kind of thing. And then I also add in a little bit of a tea bag that's with like ginger and lemon and stuff. So oh. add a little zing to it. Yeah. And did you, so you said you had an appointment today. Wait, you're off on Thursdays. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. So do you drink coffee at all? Or is it mainly like, are you a tea person or what is, how do you get your caffeine fix? I guess. Uh, I drink coffee, not every day, just kind of when I feel it. And when I don't really have a good night's sleep or if I have a morning training, mm-hmm. um, I used to hate coffee. And then kind of last year of high school, I like extremely needed it (laughs) so I kind of forced myself and then my parents like only drink black coffee so then I think that's why I didn't like it for so long yeah but But then you did you figure out did you discover cream or that kind of stuff like I did drink it with black black I, I learned how to drink it with black and like when was it last year I got a pumpkin spice latte for the first time ever um and I just like I couldn't drink the whole thing because I'm not used to sweet yeah like things anymore. That's an extreme. Oh. Like those are two different <laughs> types of. Coffee. That's true. That's true. That's hard. I mean, I I can't drink. So my husband and I are actually talking about doing um, Whole Thirty. Have you heard of that? Um, so it's like <clears throat> I think it's very similar to like paleo um, diet, okay, okay. where it's very like all natural foods. It's not necessarily like. Um, a restrictive diet or anything. It's just about refocusing your eating efforts and um, trying to make sure you eat like whole foods and fruits and vegetables and protein and stuff versus like a bunch of added sugars and things like that, Um, which I have a problem with. Like I was eating some sour gum worms for breakfast this morning. So, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, so with that, you can't like have cream and stuff in your coffees because Mm. cream has you know well you basically cut out dairy for like 30 days because they say I've actually read a lot of research that says basically dairy um humans aren't necessarily meant to have dairy or at least in the capacity that we do consume it um so basically they say a lot of humans are lactose intolerant so it's good to cut it out for a little bit and basically reintroduce it um, in segments and see if you actually are lactose intolerant. Like I have some flux and stuff and everything. And it's just like kind of figuring that out, but I don't know how, I don't know when we're going to start it, but I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to live without cream. Like this coffee has cream in it. And then I have like one pump of like Starbucks, like classic syrup in it that just like, it's a little bit of sweet because I can't have very sweet, but, um, but yeah, I can't, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to drink black coffee, but I have to drink <laughs> coffee or else, I don't know. I mean, I like tea. 
tea's very good. It's just, <laughs> if I don't have like two or three cups of coffee, then my day is not, it's going to be bad. Got it. See, <laughs> I nap a lot. So that's why. <laughs> Pardon? I've started uh, napping a lot as well. Yeah. I know. It's only the, these recent years, like when I was little, I hated napping. I, oh my God, would do anything in my power to avoid it. But now everywhere we go, I think I have like a thousand sleeping pictures of me because I like nap so that I could actually have all the energy that I do. Have. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that that's really important as well. I feel like as you get older, like I think this week I've napped almost every day. I didn't nap yesterday, but I took, I took like two hour naps on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> like, nice. Those are good. <laughs> you feel like you're not being productive, but apparently it's very good for you. And it's very good. If it's not too long, then I feel so refreshed afterwards. And mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so funny because I feel like when we're kids, like, did you in pre-K or kindergarten, did you have like your nap time where you had like your little pad that you laid out and stuff and like yep. want to go to sleep no <laughs> I don't know how often I actually went to sleep during that I was but... such an energetic child like when I was uh and I had a babysitter mm-hmm. and she had like a bunch of other children as well um and when it was not time for them she knew I wouldn't sleep so she always took me out into her garden and just fed me food <laughs> It was amazing. That's awesome. I wish I had that babysitter. Like, what? What did she? I probably was the favorite one, but. Did she feed you like healthy stuff or was she feeding you like under the table brownies and stuff? The only things I remember, she had tomatoes that were really sweet. Um, so she always gave me tomatoes and then she always made me hot dogs for some reason. Those are the two foods I remember. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> Well, I mean, hot dogs are really good. And also as a kid, I, I mean, I guess for some families, kids' lifebloods are hot dogs. And then for others, like it's <laughs> rarity. I have cousins that have never, or at least maybe they have since we've grown up. But last time I checked, they had never had McDonald's or anything like that. And um, I mean, it's not the healthiest food in the world, but I don't know. Have you never had what McDonald's? <laughs> oh, I no, I... I used to. Um, I had a friend who always drove me um, from elementary school to training when I was like seven, eight years old. And they always brought me Happy Meals every single time. (laughs) And it was so funny. I remember now I used to hate McDonald's fries. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I look back and I was, what kind of child were you (laughs) who only ate nuggets? You didn't have any, you hated the fries. Do you have fries now? I love fries. <laughs> I love, I'm like not a picky eater at all. I will eat anything. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The fries, uh, McDonald's fries are my weakness. They're so good. <laughs> so addicting. I love when I hate it. Well, I have, I, I, hate, I don't want to admit it, but I definitely have a, the McDonald's app on my phone. And like, I get like the little notifications that it's like $1 Friday and oh. you can go get like a large fry for <laughs> Really? I don't know if we have that. We probably should. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to McDonald's anymore. But. Well, I mean, if you have, if you ever have a craving and you just download the app, they have like all these deals. I don't know if they have that in Canada, but I would assume so. Like McDonald's isn't stingy, like some yeah, restaurants and stuff. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about 
what have you been up to besides getting your Instagram hacked? <laughs> besides that, which I feel like some people are probably like, still like, this isn't the verified Anna. Like, I'm not going to follow her, which I mean, first tell me about that. Like what went down with that? And then let's talk about like what you've been up to like after. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it was so weird because I got back from gym and I went through my emails and I got an email saying that, um, my account was being reported for violating copyrights or something like that. So, um, it was like, click here to verify your account. Mm -hmm. Like not like the verification, but to make sure it's me. Yeah. Okay. Like this sounds pretty legitimate. So I went to verify my account. And then right after that, um, it said, I got another email saying that I got a login from, I think it was Chicago. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then right after that, it said my password has been reset. And I was like, what the heck? So I went right away and I reset my password as well. And then a few minutes later, I got another login from New Jersey. And then it's the same email again with my password being reset. I was like, what the heck is going on? I just like kept getting these kinds of emails. And then when I tried to reset my password again, um, it was asking me for like my email or phone number to like get a link or whatever. And then whenever I would type it in, um, it would say user not found. And I'm like, um, okay. Uh, so I think as soon as they kind of happened to my account, they got rid of my email and phone number. So yeah. that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, com- so I was completely like logged out of it. And yeah. I asked some friends to keep a lookout if they'll post anything weird or send any weird messages. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like they did, but all I know is that they got rid of my bio and then made my account private. And I tried to get a few people to put it on their stories, but uh, I still got a lot of questions saying like, is this actually you? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love the post that you posted where it was just like, here's proof that I am, <laughs> this is me, okay? nobody else can post this stuff I was like since I get to research fresh why not show people my actual personality so then I just posted a bunch of random things that are like me because I feel like people are still scared of me or whatever just because of I don't know because I was verified before but yeah do you think I mean does I mean the verification might not matter at all to you but do you think you'll ever get that back or whatever like is it just like, eh, whatever, I don't care? Um, at this point, I really don't care. Gymnastics Canada did reach out to me as soon as they found out I was hacked and we're like, we'll try to get back your verification. But I yep. feel like I need to uh, have some requirements down. And I don't know if I can get verified with like a thousand followers. So. Well, hopefully, um, not that <laughs> our show reaches a million people, but hopefully people will be like, oh, yes. There's a new, I'll pop it up. This is Anna's new account. Please follow her. The other one, not kosher anymore. So thank you. I try to get people to report it and I tried reporting it a thousand times, but I think because it's verified, Instagram's like, what are you reporting this for? So. That's just so ugh, that's so frustrating. Mainly because yeah. it's just like you have like so many memories and photos on that. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least it's not like your phone or anything, but it's still. And then, of course, you did have, I don't know how many followers, but obviously you had a big following and stuff. And it's like now, I mean, 
at least you have like I would say if people don't know at least you have like a very like um niche following where it's like a lot of gymnasts and like yeah who know you so it's it's nice and that's true part. that's true Versus I don't really have any like creepy people following me yet <laughs> <laughs> that Instagram undoubtedly can never get rid of no matter how hard yeah. you try <laughs> um, basically let's talk about like what you've been up to so obviously you place I'm gonna go back to 2020 because obviously it's been the year from crazy and we'll go through that so in 2020 you placed first at elite canada and then you were supposed to compete in stuttgart and birmingham um before they were canceled because of covid and of course in 2019 um you got silver in stuttgart um at that world cup um so those got canceled and then this past summer you were it seemed like you were all ready to go to ucla and then I think, I think you posted in August on your other account um, that it was your last time like in Canadian waters for a while. Yeah. And about a month later, you announced that you were deferring because of just restrictions and pursuing the Olympics, obviously, and stuff like that. And then I believe at some point um, in the past few months, you've been nursing an injury, maybe. Um, it's been kind of hard to tell with like your new accounts and everything but um and then we get to today and then I don't believe you competed in elite Canada 2021 did you I was looking for routines and I didn't see it um but it's kind of hard to tell with the virtual competitions who all I know stuff. so what has this I mean it's been a lot what has this past year been like and I mean how are you feeling now as far as you know rehabbing and I mean what yeah, like where you are with gym and everything and training and all that. Um, well, it's definitely been a hectic year. Um, I really kind of started off um, 2020, I guess pretty strong with that beam routine, I think, at Elite Canada. That was probably one of the best beam routines I did in a while. Mm-hmm. But um, getting ready for Stuttgart and Birmingham, my ankle and a lot of other kind of side injuries relating to my ankle due to compensation and whatnot. Um, those are starting to affect my training a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do like a double pike on floor on a crash mat and just like, uh, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to compete with like hard landings and whatever. So not going to lie. As soon as I heard that they were canceled, I was a little bit relieved just because how my body was feeling yeah. Um, and then I didn't think that this COVID thing was going to last a long time. So I was like, perfect. I'll just have like a month or two to kind of slow it down and then ra- um, ramp back up for Olympic trials and whatever. And then like a few days later, Kando was like, oh, we're not going to the Olympics. Yeah, that was because oh, because God. for people that don't remember, that was when Canada was like, the Olympics weren't canceled, but Canada was like, we're not going. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. I think we were one of the first countries to do that. So um, that kind of really took me by surprise and a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went into like a two-ish month lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought like a floor beam that I would put on the road, but our road is slanted. So it was so hard to do things. Um, and 
I don't even know that lockdown was just such a blur too I feel like it's the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and then I was just so happy to be back in the gym I think is beginning of June or end of May or something like that um and then my ankle was feeling better but then as soon as I kind of started doing things again it wasn't better yeah. <laughs> and then Gymnastics Canada reached out to me and they're like um do you want to get your surgery done now? Um, you know, so you can possibly heal it faster and not have to deal with all the pain and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I think that's a good idea. Um, like it's been restricting my training for a long time now and I'd love to kind of get that resolved. Um, so then I had my surgery in August because in 2018, when I first fractured it, um, the fractures never actually ended up healing. So they had to remove the bones that were fractured. And since they were avulsion fractures, they reattached the ligaments. Um, So I was told that it was a pretty rare surgery. Um, And so recovery has been really unpredictable right now. Um, It wasn't doing too well um, right after I got out of the boot. Mm -hmm. And then I took like quite a bit of time off and a lot of recovery kind of processes and then it got better like really fast when I started getting ready for elite Canada just for beam I was going to do a watered down beam routine with Mm -hmm. uh, just side aerial layout and an easier dismount and then as soon as I kind of started training that and started putting in a few numbers for routines my ankle just couldn't sustain it anymore and I started getting like some nerve pains that Mm -hmm. were I couldn't really control and that's kind of how it's been for these yeah. past few months. And I've just been taking a day at a time and doing whatever I can to heal it up. But I don't really know what's going on with it at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I know you said you were talking about recovery when you decided to defer UCLA and then also restrictions and the Olympics, like a lot of things playing into deferring that for a year and just focusing on getting better first off and then also training and and pursuing Tokyo not giving up on that um but I guess I mean that initially when just based off of from the outside looking in on your post about that it seemed like it was just kind of an off thing and like you were covering but obviously that has played um did that did that play a bigger role in you deciding to defer UCLA versus maybe going and training while you were there for Tokyo? Um, See, so I had my mindset on going to UCLA no matter what. Um, I was gonna get the surgery done here and then um, get it treated down there and um, my surgeon said that I think he knew one of the doctors that were down at UCLA so they could have kept in contact and whatnot so I kind of had that part figured out Hmm. But um, so we had weekly Zoom calls with the team and kind of approaching it. Um, I don't know if you remember, but at one point they were saying international students weren't allowed to go to campuses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear and about then there, that. There were a bunch of lawsuits. And so they kind of got rid of that. But then they kept the rule that international freshmen weren't allowed to go to campus. Hmm. So because I wasn't allowed to campus, um I was like okay what's the point of going um and at that point I didn't really want to do any online classes since I 
want to go into the sciences and yeah. those are like pretty hardish classes and I know and I won't have any motivation probably (laughs) to just stay in my room and do it yeah um so I was like I guess the best choice is to take it off and have a proper university experience Mm -hmm. hopefully once this all settles down yeah yeah I mean that makes sense um so you said that you you don't really know I guess what's going on with the ankle right now but like what's the prognosis I mean are you thinking that you know you're going to keep pushing towards Tokyo and because that's a big dream but like obviously like if it's hurting you I mean that's it takes away from it and I'm sure it it makes it difficult what's what's the plan with that are you just kind of taking it day by day and trying to heal it and just kind of see what happens I am mostly taking it a day at a time at the moment um it would be pretty hard to think about not going to Tokyo since it's been a lifelong dream but at this point I do want to put my health first Mm. and um, I did I was kind of training through the pain after the surgery but then since I didn't have the strength for my skills or whatnot I just was like splitting the beam and you know and I was like okay I don't really want to train like that every single day so um I guess taking it day by day like you said and even if Tokyo doesn't work I wouldn't mind having a prolonged elite career that I could potentially train for at UCLA and Mm -hmm. try for 2024 I I don't know um yeah (laughs) everything's just up in the air right now and we'll see (laughs) yeah and I mean I guess with the ankle injury obviously you're a beam queen as they say it and like that's your specialty but then you also you do all around and I mean is you could also you know do some bars I don't know if bars is it depends I guess with beam specialist if they like bars as well but <laughs> um I mean you could also do focus on bars or whatever I mean I don't know if that's that'd be something you're interested in um but I guess beam is probably you you're amazing on beam so it's it, I feel like it, that's just a kind of heartbreaking if you like walk to the gym and you can't like really do beam because of your ankle I know and I finally when I was able to train a little bit uh before elite Canada it is probably like my happiest trainings in so long so I didn't just have to do bars and conditioning and yeah. watch other people do things and I finally felt that sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. um, that I haven't felt in so so long um so yeah and I do like if I go to the Olympics I want to be able to help my team in every aspect possible not just you know is she gonna stick it is her ankle not gonna hold up yeah I don't know yeah I mean definitely I just it's so difficult nursing those injuries and then um yeah I mean you want to be able to deliver for your team and you can deliver on all four apparatus and obviously this Olympic cycle really favors with the four-person teams all-arounders for that hopefully things get better and um hopefully you can you know push through it while also you know not pushing through it because it's always Mm -hmm. a pain to push through things and then like have to deal with that for the rest of your life because Tokyo is one moment and obviously you know pursuing Olympic medal and stuff is great but then also you have to deal with these injuries and things for the rest of your life and you still want to have a successful NCAA career as well and I'm sure you want to do beam at UCLA oh yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) 
speaking of UCLA, let's talk about that. Um, obviously, you seem so from what I gather, you were <clears throat> talking with the team, like you were fully planning up until when did you decide? When did you switch gears between obviously it's sometime in August to September? When did you switch gears and have to tell Chris and them that you weren't coming? Um, and then, I mean, it seems like that being said that you were basically in contact with the team and basically acting like you were part of the team. I mean, which you are, I would say, um, just from afar um, throughout the entire summer, like season, preseason and stuff. So when did you make that switch? And and what was that transition kind of like? I guess, were, did you just kind of stop joining those Zooms? And I mean, if, what? how have you been in contact with them and things like that? Um. Yeah, so we were in contact a lot throughout the summer, and um, I guess we kind of kept me in the loop until we knew for sure that I won't be able to go to campus, mm-hmm. and uh, once that was kind of approaching, which I think was around August, I don't remember the exact day, yeah. um, that's when I was kind of talking to the team, and we were like, okay, there's not really any other choice but to defer. Yeah. Um, I did talk to Chris about potentially doing online classes, but then I shared him my point of view and he was totally, he's like, do whatever your heart desires. <laughs> so um, yeah, so then that's when I kind of stopped joining the Zoom calls because that's also when girls started going to campus and everything kind of dispersed. Yeah. Um, but I definitely still stay in contact with the team and text them once in a while, especially the freshmen um we send each other a lot of TikToks so (laughs) it's funny to see that we have such a similar sense of humor which is amazing um because I was talking to Brooklyn like before and I was like I'm like super weird (laughs) like are they gonna like find me too weird (laughs) and I was like genuinely scared that I would I wouldn't like completely fit in even though even though I know that the team is like amazing and I kind of realized that throughout the summer but before I kind of got into contact with anyone (laughs) I was genuinely concerned um but I'm glad to know that's not true (laughs) yeah well I mean everybody I feel like you know what I think TikTok has brought out in the world a lot of people bag on TikTok and I will say I mean like getting addicted to TikTok and stuff is like it's tough like you you can find yourself just scrolling for hours but I feel like it's really shown a lot of people that like uh that everybody is a bit weird and everybody has a sense of humor and stuff and it's just like if you're showing it or not that's true (laughs) and I mean everybody to each their own but uh (laughs) I feel like it does uh make things more comfortable it's totally like in some regards different than Instagram where it's like you know typically a highlight reel you are you are breaking that norm with your (laughs) fun fun photo dumps and video (laughs) I just love hold on I want to find this let me pull this up real quick I loved (laughs) um the which one from this okay so wait hold on let's see my swaggy pictures I loved this one. Wait, can you see it? That one's cute. That one's cute. That one. There we go. <laughs> that was my favorite. 
<laughs> That's amazing. I also have a selfie with me in Brooklyn with our bucket hats on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spidering. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you and you you in Brooklyn with the bucket hats on. That was also pretty funny. <laughs> oh. Um, the freshmen are obsessed with Marvel. Um, so I was like thinking of them when I was posting that picture. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, that'll be really cool once things open up for, you know, California and stuff and you are on campus. Maybe it's a couple years down the line, but like, that'll be really cool. Y'all can go to like Disneyland and the, um, like the new Spider-Man they are opening up like a new Spider-Man world and like Avengers campus. Really? Yeah. That is so cool. Oh it's my really, gosh. It's really cool. It's like, I think the building looks like in like the Avengers movies where they have like the big like Avengers complex or whatever, where they all hang out with like the big A and stuff like that. Like, I think that's basically that side of the property or like Avengers land or whatever and then there's a Spider-Man ride where you white ride through and like you sling webs and stuff <laughs> that's amazing oh my god so y'all will have to make a plan for that I'm sure that it'll happen <laughs> as far as like this UCLA season obviously that's something to talk about because in um season is wrapping up this weekend um for the rest of I think SEC's already done but the rest of um, the divisions for women or the conferences for women and then next weekend will be conference championships and then NCAAs is around the corner. So, I mean, what what have been your thoughts on the team this season? And like, uh, just, yeah, what are your thoughts? And I'm sure you've been following them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know it's been tough, especially at the beginning. Um, they definitely didn't have as much training as many other teams. And I think Chris said they had, I don't even know, like almost 20 days off yeah. uh, for Christmas, which was like right before the NCAA season started. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're such a resilient team and they support each other so much. And Chris talks so highly of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they were working really hard in the gym and you can see them improve like every single meet, they just gain their confidence Mm-hmm. um their skill level looked a little bit more back to normal yeah and um I know it must be hard um I can't imagine not having that much training and wanting to be amazing like they use like they always are they yeah. still are amazing yeah um, and I think some of them deserved a perfect 10 here and there but you know <laughs> not my not my place to say um and then like Shay's been killing it mm-hmm. um, and Marzetta and Mia with all their viral routines, like, oh my gosh. And I love the way they've just been showing off on floor, like their personalities and what yeah. they believe in um, and their Black Lives Matters too. Oh my gosh, it's so that was pretty. Judas Leo. Gorgeous. I love that Leo. Um, I'm going to turn it into like a like that should be like a Met Gala ball gown or something. <laughs> right? It was oh my beautiful. <laughs> and like Chris was saying, um, how much experience the freshmen were able to get this year since, um, and how, like since the elites didn't come, right? So, uh, and they've been doing such a good job stepping in and Sarah's Jaeger on bars and. That's amazing. 
I know. And then Frida's just, you know, she's always amazing. So mm-hmm. I, I could literally go individually for each person and say something about them, but that'll take forever. Um, <laughs> what, um, so you mentioned like Shay and Nia and Marzetta and everybody, the viral routines and everything, but which, if you had to pick which floor routine do you like the best this year? I love Shay's. I am, I'm already, like, I've watched this so many times, I'm already dancing along whenever I see it. So they know, so they know that you're at home when the meets are happening, and you're just like, yes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Well, you're getting to practice in for the next four years, or however long you're there. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's such a fun team. Like, I feel like UCLA, and I know I read that you, the basically only other, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the only other team that you, like, considered was Stanford. And, like, when you talked, when Chris showed up at your gym, it was just, like, I'm going there. Like, no questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The vibes were just, I read people very well. I think that's, like, one of my hidden talents. Mm-hmm. If it is, I don't know. But um, when he came to my house, so uh, he asked my coach if he could come watch me train. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my coach like asked me and I was like, okay, whatever. But I don't know, at that point, I didn't, like I knew who UCLA was, but I wasn't really into it because I was just focusing on really academic-based schools um, that I knew were super popular. And for some reason, UCLA just wasn't, one of them in the back of my mind yeah. um and then I like I wasn't oh okay all the girls were like oh my gosh it's Chris Waller and they're like 10 year olds and I'm like who the heck is Chris <laughs> so yeah I was so clueless and I was like I don't even want to go to UCLA like I don't know why he's coming yeah. and um everyone was just fangirling and then after when he came over and it was like snowing outside, we had like a blizzard, it was freezing. And he came in this light, like spring jacket. Um, <laughs> anyways, my parents felt so bad. They're like, are you sure you don't want us to give you like a jacket for the yeah. ride home? Um, anyways, and he came and talked to me and my parents and it was such a good talk about what academics would be like, how they would help us for the future how the team is like and it's just like everything I wanted in a team and more mm-hmm. and right away I was like mom this is the school I'm going to she's like you know you still have Stanford to think about you shouldn't make a decision right away but in the back of my mind I was like <laughs> this is it <laughs> and that was so you committed with them in, in 2019 right yeah. um so when he came and talked to you, I'm sure that was maybe a little bit beforehand or maybe it was pretty soon after, but did you know about Val retiring um, and that he was going to be the head coach? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. He came in January of 2019 to my gym because I remember it was right before Elite Canada. Yeah, I think that that was like her final season I think that she had announced but I was just curious because it's um always interesting how some gymnasts I mean obviously like the program as a whole and Chris was going to be there and stuff but some gymnasts you know just like with other teams like football teams and stuff like that will like 
um, consider like head coaching changes and stuff. So I was just curious. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's a really cool program. And I love how the, I mean, the Leos alone are stunning, like you mentioned. I and I love how Nora like designed the one Leo last year. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. It's just, it's a very, I feel like UCLA there's so many great programs in NCAA and stuff, but I feel like UCLA is like the epitome of like the NCAA experience. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, people talk about coming from elite and this is definitely heavily in the US, but I feel like it's, it's for everyone as well. People come from elite and they're just like, you call just when you get to kind of like let your hair down and have fun, yeah. just have a lot more personality. And it's like, it's still artistic gymnastics, but it's not so much on the, artistic side it's more about having fun and pop culture and supporting each other and um I like I said I feel like UCLA no matter who the coach is um or what have you like they always bring the right gymnasts together and create that atmosphere um yeah yeah Chris definitely puts in a lot of thought and not just him um like the whole team about uh who would best help the team in personality not just gymnastics wise and academics and how they present themselves whether they're a leader or humorous or uh, yeah. graceful you know yeah so they know how to... there's, there's so many personalities on there like um <clears throat> I don't have there's just so many personalities like, I know <laughs> it's there and think about all day and all the different personalities which is why for a second I mean everybody has those thoughts but for a second when you were talking about if you would get along with the freshman because you consider yourself weird I was just like there are so many different personalities on that team I'm sure you're gonna fit right in because that's like the ultimate melting pot right there (laughs) but then also they're all funny like um I love Mark Zeta's like little is it Mark Zeta or Mia Mia who does them I think it's Mark's um the little mini mic moments mic meat moments oh my god I love those <laughs> she's so got, funny. like little love mic <laughs> I know she's amazing at presenting those too um yeah. like she's so funny and then the one with um Callie mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny how awkward she is I can't get over it <laughs> literally the cutest human being they're just I mean they're it's really precious and hilarious and like I just I can't get over it either and I think Mark Zeta has a future in show business after all oh my gosh right and her singing oh Oh my god the talent it's hilarious because you don't even think it's just for the gymnastics team but I feel like I mean even people before them like Caitlin and Ping Ping and people like that like I feel like UCLA also has a knack for recruiting girls who are just like triple threads quadruple threads like all these they just can do everything (laughs) and different things too not just in show business but like um I know that you want to go into the sciences and like you know stem and just all these different things like it's not not that anybody else is one-dimensional teams or anything but there's just a lot of variety and talent um, in UCLA so for the season ahead you said that um, obviously you're kind of working it's day by day with the ankle and stuff, but if everything worked out ideally and things, and it, I mean, I, I do think even versus a month ago, I feel like 
things are trending towards Tokyo happening, um, yeah. even with, you know, World Cup cancellations and stuff like that. Um, Tokyo happening and things working out that way and stuff. So if everything, you know, heals up and obviously you get to pursue your Olympic dream, um, which everyone is rooting for you. Like it's obviously like nobody wants anybody to not be able to <laughs> go for that. Um, what does that look like for you? I know that, it, I know that Canada has like, essentially like, it seems like a virtual competition series that is going on maybe still now. Um, and then there's trials. There's not going to be a lot of opportunity if at all for international assignments, but trials and then the Olympics. And I mean, what would ideally right now that plan look like for you? And then afterwards, are you going to take time off and then join UCLA in like the spring or would you go straight to UCLA after Tokyo? Like, what does that all look like? Um, so like things are just kind of weird down here because in Nova Scotia, where Ellie is, um, if you go out of the province, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So that's why I think we've kind of been keeping the virtual competitions because missing two weeks of training is a lot, um, especially for gymnastics. And at this time, I don't think many people can afford uh, to do that. Yeah. Um, and so we do have a virtual competition kind of every month until May, mm -hmm. um, I want to say. And then I think they're going to try and get together at least some people in May, um, maybe just the Olympic hopefuls. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't really know what's happening after that. I think they want to send someone if the Pan Ams are going to happen. Yeah. And then Doha in June. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know what other competitions we can go to other than those trials and hopefully some camps before the Olympics. Yeah, but that kind of seems like that's it. That's it. What is um? When are y'all's trials? In May. In or, May. Yeah, I think end end of May, something like that. Okay, so they're a bit. I mean, I guess that's kind of like U.S. Olympic trials um are end of June, and then like U.S. Championships are beginning of June. So they're a bit early. So like the team, I guess, if the trials happen, do you know how does Canada work it? So do they announce the team? right after trials or is it like you do trials maybe like number one finisher or something qualifies and then you have like another camp and the team is officially announced later on well I'm not sure now with Doha being after trials because I know they were going to take um, that competition into consideration as well hmm. um, so I don't know if they might wait until after that and I think Pan Ams is after is later right not in may yeah in june as far as i can it's in june um it's supposed to be in brazil i believe now right yes yes the u.s backed out of that um and i think if i know that if um the olympic trials process continues as it is if y'all were to send um a team or an individual or something to compete in that all around then you would get a specialist spot if you finish i believe in the top two um so then there would be like a at least a plus one for that um but yeah there's just not many meetings happening there really aren't um no. so after Tokyo obviously Tokyo is like July to August um what would ideally I mean like if you when you're thinking about it now 
and maybe you haven't thought about it much because obviously, like you said, it's one day at a time, even without your injury, like it's just one day at a time in this COVID world. Um, would you, you know, start classes at UCLA in the fall or would you wait until the spring and kind of continue, you know, lightly training, maybe take a little time off after Tokyo and then, you know, get back into it and, and join the team in January? Um, I think the plan is to go right in for okay. fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I've been waiting long enough to go there. Yeah. So, um, and Chris will probably kind of lighten up training until we really have to ramp up for a season. So yeah. I think they'll know how to really balance us out. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least you get to go straight into it. But then, like you said, Chris will, you're not going to go like super hard or anything. And then it's preseason too. So exactly. All right, prepare yourself. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, what is your current favorite show? Current favorite show, Suits. Suits. Oh, like with Megan yeah. Markle. Did you watch the side note? Did you watch the Megan and Harry interview? Or no, is that- yeah. <laughs> what did you think? I did. It's, I don't even know. Like on top of the world already been being crazy. It's just like adding even more to that craziness pile. So yeah it's a it's a lot but at least having a a baby girl that's really sweet that's true that's true that can be adorable um what is your favorite place that you've traveled while in gymnastics like for a gymnastics meet um either japan or doha or both (laughs) japan is really i haven't been to japan but it looks so beautiful it is um what is your favorite song to like practice beam to or perform beam to um I in in Stuttgart worlds um in the training gym I made the music people put on ABBA beam <laughs> warming up for beam finals uh-huh. so so, you, ABBA. so you, you like a mom do you like Mamma Mia like the movie and stuff I love Mamma Mia I grew up with it so <laughs> Have you seen it on, um, on like, in theater? Have you gone and seen the musical? Oh I wanted to so badly. I think it was last year or two years ago. They came around here in theaters. Oh, I really wish I went. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I actually went when I was in London on the way back from Doha, and I covered that meet. I went like last minute, and I loved it. It was amazing. That's, that's um, awesome. I, I highly recommend it. And it's like one of those shows that just keeps playing. So if you ever have like a layover in Doha or something, the tickets aren't bad and it's really <laughs> awesome to see. Um, who is your favorite, like, or no, who is your gymnastics role model? At the moment, um, I want to say Ellie. I went to train with her in December for like about a month. And I learned so much from her and she's such a hard worker. And so motivating and sweet and funny and like probably the best team leader that Canada could have at the moment (laughs) oh she's just been like she's incredible but I feel like she's been around like it's just stronghold for Canada for so long and it's it's awesome to see her like you could just see her spirit like you said you have a feeling for people but you can just see her spirit like shine through on like Instagram or whatever she does I feel like (laughs) exactly um one skill you want to compete before you retire that like, and it doesn't have to be like on beam or anything like that, but just one skill that you would like to, to compete before you retire. 
Um, one skill, I don't know if I'd ever be able to compete it, but double layout, even just to do it. Yeah. Um, if my ankle gets healthy enough, I would love to be able to double layout. <laughs> it's an amazing skill. It really is fun to watch. <laughs> even though I feel like it's like simple compared to like what like Simone and people are doing nowadays. Like it's <laughs> such a classic. It is. Right? <laughs> and I love did you see from the Friendship and Solidarity competition? Did you see Angelina Milnikova? I got her split jump. Double oh. into the split jump. Oh my God. I, it was amazing. I'm pretty sure, didn't Trinity Thomas do that at a competition one year? Yeah, I think Trinity did do it as well. Um, it's such, it's really cool because I feel like you have to land the double layout perfectly to be able to get the out of it because a lot of people kind of ankle crunch, like you were saying. Yeah um um and it's just so hard to land and then but if you do it and then you get into that split jump like it's so impressive uh (laughs) I know (laughs) um what is your biggest fear just in general yeah oh gosh um deep question I don't even know because like I used to hate spiders but now I don't know why I hate big ones but like I don't have such a big fear of them anymore and then like I want to go skydiving so I don't really know heights is not really a problem yeah you know I think splitting the bean is one of my biggest fears because in 2019 I split it so I hit the beam on layout layout twice in like a week and so now I have like a permanent like indent dash bump on my leg and and then when I was like trying to get ready for Elite Canada I did a switching and I slid down the beam and I hit that leg again and my coach was like is it the same leg and I was like yeah but thankfully it was just a bruise like right underneath that bump yeah oh my gosh (laughs) so (laughs) I don't really know in life in general though yeah do y'all have cockroaches in Canada? We do. I like bugs. Is that weird? <laughs> I, I told you I'm weird. So I no, love that's bugs. Not, you might you might love down here in Georgia. I don't know about up there, but uh, and I'm in, in Georgia, like I was saying. Um, we have a ladybug problem right now that's been going on, and I literally live in like a ladybug. It's sad, a ladybug graveyard. It's, um, they just like get inside, and it's like one thing you know when you first see a ladybug be like oh I'll take it outside but then there's so many that I can't I can't save them all yeah 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 I know I was such a kind child whenever it was raining outside and I'd be walking to the bus stop I'd take the worms from the sidewalk and put them in the grass oh my god like that's how bad I felt for them that's so sweet anyway (laughs) oh yeah I just I would like hate when like you almost like step on I I saw a spider the other day and like I feel like some people have the tendency to just like stomp it and I was just like it was outside and I was just like I'm just gonna let it go like let the spider live (laughs) but yeah I'm not a big bug fan um ladybugs are fine um obviously I have to deal with them um but cockroaches are like my I can't deal with cockroaches I just hate mosquitoes like I could go camping 24 7 if it weren't for the mosquitoes Oh yeah, mosquitoes, they are a problem down here, <laughs> especially with the heat. When we have like a hundred oh, degree day, it's really bad. Is um, it really warm down there right now? 
it actually today is probably the warmest day of the year I think today the high is um 78 um okay. and I'm actually wearing shorts for like the first time since um maybe like September or October so nice, um, nice. but yes it is very warm um and it's probably not gonna get cold very much again I think we have it was like 30 degrees like last week at some point but once it hits this point in the spring it's not going down again until like November it's a hot yeah 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 <laughs> nice I love that and it's super smoky right now like literally when you look at our um weather forecast right now it's like smoke and we don't know where the smoke comes from <laughs> it just started like a couple of days ago and it's like I look outside right now and it's like just smoking oh. it's just weird and it smells bad and like it's just yeah 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 we live right next to um like a military fort my dad's military and um I'm just like maybe they're just like blowing stuff up and it's causing a problem which like, it's not it's not uncommon for us to hear like basically bombs going off and stuff like in the distance for their right. um tests and all of that but it's just like I wish it wasn't smoky. <laughs> so bad. It's like, you go outside and it's like warning for people with bad immune systems. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, it is nice to have warm outside. So yeah, uh, sure. nice to put on like some shorts and not be freezing. Yeah. Um, okay. Going back to that <laughs> favorite non gym activity. Amusement parks. Oh, amusement parks are fun. Have you ever been to Disney World? I, I went when I was like six years old, so I don't remember anything. <laughs> we went um, during COVID, um, actually in December, masked up like the entire time and everything, but it was a lot of fun, um, especially with like the park being at like 20 or 30 capacity, capacity <laughs> yeah. and like minimal lines and things like that. And like, they were so efficient with like um everything and they have like barriers on all the rides and everything it was a lot of fun um but I I recommend going as as an adult like it's a totally different experience and like remember it of course oh yeah uh what is a hidden talent a hidden talent um I'm pretty good at piano and drawing my mom is like I think three quarters of the paintings in our house are made by her so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, it's just very artistic family. What? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Maybe it's just you and your mom. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, just us. <laughs> what, um, what's like, what do you like to play on the piano? Do you like to do like Bridgerton? I don't know if you watch that, but like Bridgerton, like vibes with like modern music on piano or do you like classical stuff? I, I'm a classical gal. Um, I did... Yeah, I took piano lessons until I was only like 10 years old because that's when I started turning 30 hours a week. Um, mm -hmm. So it got a little bit hard. But <laughs> um, over quarantine, especially, I started playing a lot. Mm -hmm. And I find these like Italian classical songs that are like pretty popular or anything that kind of has a piano background. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to, I've actually self taught myself like a couple of songs. Like I'm not even gonna sit here and be like oh yes I am a piano aficionado but it's really fun to play piano like I feel like it's very relaxing and things like that right it is like a stress reliever for me mm -hmm. yeah so it's nice to hear that you you know did that turn quarantine I'm sure that it's like that was something to get your mind off of 
it was just a hard time for everyone. So different things to get our minds off of. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, yes, look at that flexible bridge. I love the yellow guitar. It's so bright. <laughs> it was one of my dance costumes. <laughs> I had a little matching skirt with it. Oh my gosh, that was like the shortest little floor routine I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure um, this was like a recreational. Um... A recreational meet? Yeah. Okay, we'll just watch this too because this is like. This is almost 10 years before you won world silver. And this That's is true. two years after little recreation for me. <laughs> I'm still like smiling on beam. Your little love pigtails. That's so cute. <laughs> or maybe I hated girl. ponytails well, as a child. I hated them. So I always wore like braids or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love being such a show off in front of the camera when I was a child. Your pose, like, I just, I feel that extra vibe from your um, choreography on this beam routine specific, yeah. right? Where you're just like, boom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's so cute. It is, it's precious and also very impressive for um, like a seven-year-old. <laughs> right? I think I did gymnastics, uh, or I did do gymnastics at this age. And yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's wrong, wrong way. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, now was this, this was your, this was the silver medal routine, correct? Yes, it was. Okay, now I didn't know that this was one critiquing your <laughs> that's okay I've, I, I could, think I know all the critiques from it already I couldn't um I couldn't find like another one of these um I only found like qualifications and team finals and stuff so. right my favorite part is you can see my eyes widen right before my Saturday layout layout they like zoom into my face <laughs> <laughs> so I also put the wrong age. They said I was 15. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. And you were you were 16, right? Yeah. Okay. And you went, and I think after you went, you were still you had the top score, and then I think um Ting Ting went like later on or she was like the last one correct yeah she was last oh see that smile I just like knew I was gonna hit it at that point <laughs> oh I love the little hip shake and turn around I know lack <laughs> 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 of complex choreography I don't know it's pretty complex to me but um, I'm not a gymnastics judge so I'm just <laughs> Leave that one alone. That's okay. <laughs> okay, let's that was awesome. That was cute. It always gives me chills, especially when I listen to it like full volume and I can hear like all the girls cheering in the background. I just like feel like I'm there again. I'm like, oh, so cute. 
Um, actually, okay, I'm gonna actually reshare my screen for just one more second because I did pull yeah. up something else from um, from that day on Twitter. Okay. Oh, that is right. I don't even know what Shallon is saying at the oh beginning, my. though. Lucky. Yeah. Show me your medal. Oh my. Is that salad? <laughs> it is salad. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> you sounded like she was like, you be go lucky? I yes, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I've watched this so many times. <laughs> this looks so happy. Like, I mean, I know. When you went into you that final, I mean, what were you thinking? Like, you just wanted to hit it. Like, a lot of the times it's just like, you know, you just want to hit a good routine. And then obviously if you do your job, then like, you're obviously in contention for a medal or if not gold. But like, what was that experience like? Um, oh gosh. Okay. Well, in team finals, I guess I put like a lot of pressure on myself to like, want to stick to my routines. And of course I fell on the two events that I was doing. I fell on guards and on beam. And I haven't fallen on those in like forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that competition, I was like, I kind of want to get a little bit of revenge for being finals. I had no idea where I was going to place. And I knew there were so many good competitors um, in the final. Mm-hmm. And so because we were in the separate gym before, um, like walking out right yeah. before competing, um, I didn't know like anything that was going on like I didn't see how Simone did I didn't see how I don't remember who else I just remember Simone because she went first um so I didn't know any of the scores um that's why I like that pure emotion as soon as I landed that double pike was just me being happy that I finally hit a routine and I knew that I would be happy with it no matter what the outcome is um and then when I saw like my score go higher than Simone's I was like no way like what the heck um so and then but then when uh ting ting went and she had the most gorgeous beam routine and I was like okay if she doesn't beat me then like this is not fair um (laughs) so it was gorgeous and then we were both so happy when like I went to go congratulate her there's like one cute picture that person sent me a while ago on the internet both of us like like it was so cute um yeah yeah. I mean what was it like to be on that podium with uh, Ting Ting and Simone like I feel like they're just like both like incredible beam workers and in different regards like y'all have different styles I feel like on beam um yeah that that must have been awesome (laughs) it was crazy I didn't know where to look there were so many like cameras I was like do I find my team and try to like look at them I didn't know where to look and I was just like so happy (laughs) (laughs) that's an awesome moment where do you keep your world medal now I know some people like hide them away almost but like you display yours um my parents are have like a little like my mom framed my suit Mm -hmm. um with like my medal in it and Aww. a little kind of plaque that Gymnastics Canada gave us. Um, so they're keeping that in their room right now, but there's a little like Anna shrine in our hallway upstairs <laughs> with like many medals and trophies throughout the years. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah. as far as there are some that ask about 2024, but I think we've already gotten to the point of like you might continue training um, at UCLA and decide to 
maybe 2024, which is only three years away, correct? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what, um, what's your favorite event and then what do you plan to major in it while at UCLA? My favorite event, um, to compete, definitely floor. Mm-hmm. Um, to train, it just depends on the day, whatever yeah. event likes me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and at the moment, I'm majoring in human biology. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what specifics yet, but I have until end of second year. And okay, we'll see so then. what would you do with human biology? Like, I know my sister uh, majoring in biology for undergrad, and then she's going to vet school. So would you look at, like, med school, or is that just, like, biology, and you go into... I don't know what the field would be like, but there are so many things I've been thinking about lately. Like at one point I had my heart set on biomedical engineering and um, I like went into further research into neural engineering. It was so cool. Um, And then after my surgery, I was like, being a surgeon is like the coolest thing ever as well. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, but then wouldn't it be so cool to work with athletes on like an NCAA team where there was like as a physio or something I don't know why it's been like this so I just I'll probably have to do some like internships and stuff at university and see what I like best yeah but that's cool you you know you know kind of the general field and then you can figure out what is your path where your passions lie what I was going to say on the favorite event is that I feel like you know obviously you do so well on Beam, but I feel like a lot of people would just like assume that Beam is your favorite, but um, that's not always the case, even if (laughs) you obviously shine on certain events, correct? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I think my best floor team that's kind of ever been posted was the 2019 World Cup, Mm -hmm. because that's really the only, yeah, I don't really know. But um, I had so much fun with that routine. And that was the first time the audience ever clapped to my routine. I was like, I have always wanted that. And I was so happy in the middle of my routine. It was like 10,000 fans just clapping along. I was like, this is amazing. So I love it when fans do that. I feel like um, Allie Raisman's um, Olympic year floor routine, I think just floor routines in general, like they kind of built in clapping, but like you wanted to clap along as well. And yeah so, I feel like that's so powerful like that really it builds people up like you just get it really does rush in the middle when you know you might be like tired or um worried just kind of like it's very motivating exactly <laughs> what um what new skills if any will you throw this year obviously you're nursing that injury but what new skills are you looking at um I guess I haven't really thought of that just yet I'm kind of just still working on getting my old skills back. Um, yeah. So I don't know. If anything comes up, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite memory in the sport? Favorite memory. Uh, I loved, okay, this is going to be like non-gym related because I feel like I could say 2018 Worlds or whatever because mm-hmm. of course, Um but when we went to Doha, we went camel riding. And then right after they took us into the sand dunes and there were these crazy drivers that took us around the hills. And like, there were like two cars and we were like this close to each other. We were just kind of going down yeah. a hill. Yep. Yeah. And I've never experienced anything like that. 
so that was amazing I actually did that as well the dune bashing or whatever we did yeah. that like, same excursion um when I was in Doha and I can attest that that was wild I thought we were yeah. the car right I was die. Yeah. it was it was crazy but it's so worth it like that was amazing sometimes <laughs> you don't know in foreign countries how those excursions are gonna go yeah but that was one that's like if you go to Qatar I don't know Qatar, Qatar, um if you go to Doha do that <laughs> exactly are you fully recovered from your surgery and somebody said love you that's why I wanted to mention but Aww, I love you guys <laughs> um do you speak you speak Romanian correct I do I actually learned Romanian before I learned English. So I went to kindergarten not knowing any English. That's wild. So you know Romanian. And then I believe, do you know French? Is that? Quite a bit, yeah. yeah. I went to French immersion in elementary school. So. Okay. Yeah, because I know um, in Canada, French is also one of the other languages. There's a lot of languages in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's really cool that you knew Romanian before you knew English. Um now, I know your parents came over from Romania. Somebody actually asked, um, and I don't know if you would ever, I don't know if you actually would be like eligible to com compete for Romania, but somebody asked, would you compete for Romania? I've been asked so many times by the coaches. Um, I do have dual citizenship, okay. so I technically could, mm -hmm. um, but I do think my heart is set on Canada. Yeah. For now. <laughs> um. Let's see, one more. Um, tips to improve quickly. It's an interesting improve question. Quickly. Um, I guess my best way, if you want to improve consistency, I just put in a lot of numbers. Mm -hmm. um, here's a little instance. For a few years, um, I would get up on a beam during like podium training or whatever, right before competition. And it would look like I didn't step on a beam for a year. I would be all over the place. I wouldn't be able to stick anything. Yeah. And then until my coach is like, you're going to do five in a row aerial layouts <laughs> before you finish. And until I stuck those five in a row, I was a mess. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes on days off, like if I didn't get enough training due to injury or whatever, um, I would come in and just stick like 15 aerial layouts. Mm -hmm. um, but that was like the only way I was able to get ready for a competition in like two, three weeks time. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was also when I also had like a younger body that could handle all that. Speaking of body, not like body in general, but like, um, I did read that you grew a lot, um, between like 2018 and 2019. Did you grow like two inches? Um, so I just hit five feet kind of end of 2018 so when I was 16 and now I'm like five two and a half wow so, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> I know you I know you were dealing with some injuries between like say like after Doha and um throughout like 2019 and stuff so like was it like do you think it was like the time off that like your body just like changed and grew quite a bit it, def it definitely did um because I was supposed to go to 2019 Pan Ams but then I also, I injured my ankle again, right before I like at the training camp. So yeah. I think that time off was when I really kind of sprouted. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, that you said that that's actually like, I don't know how much, but that like mainly like impacted, it actually did impact just a couple of inches, impacted your bars. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, well, as you know, I used to do like every single skill from stoop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really big struggle, even going into 2019 Worlds right after that time off. And then um, even by 2020 Elite Canada, I switched over to Stalder for everything. (laughs) Oh, that skill, I didn't realize how hard it was. Yeah, like two and a half inches, like it seems like nothing, but for a gymnast, that's huge. And then you have to like adjust for that and everything. And it's, that's crazy. I mean, I had, you hear about people going through growth spurts, I guess, throughout their gymnastics careers, but the fact that it happened like so quickly to you. I um, know in that time off that's wild (laughs) um what was I gonna say oh yeah but I've always been so sensitive to like the smallest little changes like I would have a day off and I'd be able to do uh, a skill like perfectly fine and then after that day off um it would just be so off and I just have to put in like rework the skill again to feel it and um ever since I was a child um I would just slip off the bar whenever I grew I grew like the tiniest little bit and I just like ping off it was so cute <laughs> that's wild like just like the little bit of change in your height mm-hmm. just impacts it so much where like you might not even necessarily register like maybe like subconsciously but like consciously no. not register it but then like it happens like that and yeah I could <laughs> I know crazy it's been a long road <laughs> have you um you said that you've grown two and a half inches now for up to your five oh at um 2018 worlds and now you're five two and a half do you think you're gonna grow any more like does the doctor say like uh you're not done growing um see when I first fractured my foot in 2018 and I got like all my ct scans and and whatnot um they're like oh your growth plates are almost closed so you probably won't grow much so I don't really know I don't think I'll grow too much more now but um yeah that was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) now you're kind of like tall in gymnast standards (laughs) I guess like I'm taller than Ellie now oh my gosh wow I know um for again for gymnast standards people think people see y'all like you know on tv and in these meets and stuff and like you see the difference say between like um like you and Simone and like I think Simone's under five foot um yeah like four foot eight no not four foot eight maybe like four foot ten <laughs> I don't know that's really short I'm gonna have to look it up Simone's yeah. tiny, obviously um but um people like see the comparison and then you see gymnasts in person and you're just like everybody they're so short oh <laughs> yeah you think on tv that they're like you might think that Ellie is like close like pushing like six foot or something <laughs> like compared because all of you are tiny so like yeah that's true our frame of reference and then you see them in person and you're just like nope I know it's crazy I remember in the hotel that we were at at 2019 world um I think we were at breakfast or something and this whole team of basketball players walk in that are probably like seven feet tall (laughs) it was so funny (laughs) oh that's crazy I love seeing the photos like especially at the Olympics when you see like 
I don't know, obviously like the US gymnasts I've seen with like, maybe like Simone next to, I don't know, I'm making people up, maybe Shaq, yeah, yeah. something like that. And you're just like, oh my God. I'm gonna see if I can find a photo of me between two volleyball players. Oh. <laughs> I met them, was it last year? I think it was last year, yes. I might have it in my camera roll. Okay, I don't know. Oh, really see, but. Are those female volleyball players? Yeah. Oh my God. They are like <laughs> a he- a, a two to three feet, like heads taller than you. I know. And they had like, a bit. they had split stances. They weren't even. They, <laughs> they were like, you know, just like kind of doing one of these. Like, hello. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's wild. Sometimes I feel like I'm short and I'm like five foot three and a half. I'm solid on the, the half. I always mention that's that. A good the doctor, size. That, that the doctor will be like, oh, you're like five foot three. And I'm like, no, I'm five foot three and a half. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Meanwhile, my siblings are like, I have one sibling that is like five ten. That I'm the oldest of three siblings. And my sister <laughs> is like five nine-ish, maybe. Maybe Maybe I just think she's super tall, but she's definitely much taller (laughs) than me. And then my brother is 10 years younger than me, um, but he's already surpassed me. And I'm sure he's going to be like six foot plus. And it's just like, it's so interesting being a tiny person in the family. (laughs) I know. Um, And my husband's like a literal head taller than me. So it's just. That's adorable though. That's (laughs) like a perfect relationship height. Yeah. At our wedding, um, last time we got married, like I was like, <laughs> in our dance, because you know you formal dance, and we don't have yeah. But I was just like in the photos. You don't really think about it when you're in the moment, but in the photos, right. I am literally like poor like, neck, <laughs> a giraffe, like a giraffe neck. Yeah, I'm just like this is very attractive. I'm love <laughs> great. Positive experience or moment or piece of advice or something that has really like stuck with you. Um, that, you know, you think about a lot and that, um, you know, puts a smile on your face or drives you or something like that. And I know it's a question you can think on for a minute if you want. Um, actually, I know exactly what I'm going to say because the girls at the gym always tell me about it. So I'm really good at giving advice mm-hmm. and like motivating people and giving pep talks, um, but not so much when it comes to myself. Mm-hmm. So then I had a friend tell me, Actually, I think it was when I was in Halifax and they're like, you have to listen to your own advice. And I was like, you like kind of have a point. <laughs> and that's kind of stuck with me a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? If I was my friend, what would I say to myself? Like, I wouldn't tell myself, oh, that was a bad turn. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that, you know? Yeah. like good for you for trying or something like that um so that's I think that's definitely been helping me a lot mm-hmm. yeah no I mean that that makes sense like I feel like as humans we have a tendency to you know give advice and a lot of times it's great advice um <laughs> then it's hard for us to like listen to our or we don't think about listening to our own advice because it's like as humans I feel like we think that we should like oh yeah we're already doing that like but right. you have to actually turn on yourself and be like, you know, what would I do? What would, um, 
Anna do or exactly <laughs> that's awesome thank you so much for talking with me for a little bit and I really appreciate it <laughs> no problem it was fun to talk and catch up and I hope that you continue to recover um with the ankle and um fingers crossed we will I've actually been to be honest I've been trying to hide my one <laughs> I didn't even notice so you're good <laughs> um this is very but fingers crossed we will um get to you. everything will go well and you'll recover and um we'll have olympic trial you'll have olympic trials and things will go well and tokyo will happen and you'll be in bm finals um <laughs> and <laughs> add to your collection um yeah. and yeah and no matter what obviously everybody is looking forward to seeing you at ucla next year and for many years to come so. that's true <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure talking to you too yeah a lot to look forward to um and we're excited to continue following your career so <laughs> thank you i all appreciate right. it all right well have a great day enjoy okay. i don't know if you finished your tea but enjoy the rest of your almost tea. <laughs> thank um, you we'll talk soon sounds good all right bye yeah.